The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. of the Ascended Masters have been called the path above the path. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. Well, greetings, everyone, and thanks again for joining us. You are tuned to The Open Door, the Internet voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Ross Brunson. Today, our focus is on the Ascended Masters. Last week, we introduced you to St. Germain, Ascended Master and Hierarch of the Violet Ray and the Sponsor of America. And today, we are going to introduce you to a number of St. Germain's fellow Ascended Masters. And Ross, I was thinking about this earlier, that Mm -hmm. um, this is a lot like examining the population of a vast country one citizen at a time. That's right, yeah. <laughs> you know, So it's safe to say that there are a great many Ascended Masters, and we really are only uh, aware of a relative few. Well, Jesus, of course, mm-hmm. Buddha, St. Germain. I mean, for most of us, that, that might be the extent of the Ascended Masters we could name. Right. And, you know, there are a few others you may have heard something about. Um, Maitreya, Confucius, Johannes, who was also known as Pope John Twenty-Third, El Moria, Kutumi, Dualkul, well, those are the three wise men who followed the star to be there for Jesus' birth. Exactly. Um, John the Baptist, mm-hmm. Hilarion, John the Beloved, Padre Pio, St. Patrick. And those of you with Catholic and Christian backgrounds will certainly recognize that many of the saints of Western religions are also ascended masters. <laughs> yes, unless we be accused of gender bias, oh. <laughs> um, there are a proportionate number of lady ascended masters as well. Jesus' mother Mary, mm-hmm. uh, Mother Mary, uh, for example, Magda, who we know as Mary Magdalene, Portia, uh, St. Germain's twin flame, mm-hmm. who's known as the, uh, the goddess of justice. Typically, we see her holding the scales of justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kuan Yin, one of my personal favorites, hailed by many in East and West as the goddess of mercy, ascended lady master Venus, mm-hmm. uh, St. Therese of Lizier, and Fortuna, goddess of supply. Yeah, and we could probably go on naming ascended masters all day long. Sure could. But the point here is that the heaven world is filled with ascended masters. And here's some really good news. It is our destiny to someday join them. That's right, you. <laughs> For those of you joining us on radio, which is everybody, I was pointing at Tom. I mean, you really are destined. If you choose, of course, uh, yeah. free will, <laughs> to become an Ascended Master, you, you can become an Ascended Master. You've heard us speak many times about the fact that our time here on Earth represents the opportunity to achieve self-mastery, not the guarantee. Mm-hmm. And for us to graduate from Earth in order to reunite with the heart of God in what we call the Ascension. Exactly. And this is what the Ascended Masters have already done. And they have chosen to help us do the same. Right. And then we have to choose. <laughs> yeah, right. To be if, helped. If we choose. You know, and why wouldn't we want to become Ascended Masters? 
You know, I mean, that really is the question. <laughs> well, well, what would be the downside of becoming an ascended master? <laughs> Gee, <let me> think. <laughs> you know, why, why would anybody, you know, why on earth would anybody choose not to receive and achieve that attainment of being an ascended master? Yeah, and after all, they've got the best benefit plan in the cosmos. I'll say. <laughs> no copays. <laughs> it's out of this world. I mean, really, as we like to say, you know, we joke about it, but, but th- this is what is waiting for us at the oh. end of those, in those, in those right decisions that we make. You know, and as, as Sid uh, Bennett had reminded, Reminded us a few weeks ago, there's no unemployment in heaven. They will <laughs> definitely that. find you know everybody's happy. They're busy, uh, you know. They've got the eternal, uh, everlasting light of God, and I can just think of no greater thing than to be able to help my brothers and sisters. That someday that cadre of ascended masters will include us. Yes, that's just an interesting <laughs> thought. It's like you know, as a child, you can grow up to be president. Okay, well, that's great. I'd like to grow up to be an ascended master. Mm-hmm. Please. <laughs> so you know, this really really answers one of the four basic questions that we posed on the program so many episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Why am I here? You know, we we certainly don't mean to do this, but it's possible that sharing information about the ascended masters and the ascended realm in this way is somewhat tantalizing. You know, mainly because there's so little we can actually cover in a single hour. For some, the ascended masters can feel just out of reach and hard to relate to in a down-to-earth, concrete way. So let's give our listeners a great resource for meeting the ascended masters in a more leisurely fashion, learning more about their lives and where they actually live now. Absolutely. It is one of my favorite books of all time. Mine too. Uh, It's a book called The Masters and Their Retreats. Mm -hmm. And if you go to tsl.org forward slash 7100, that's 7100, you can get a copy of it too. Um, A lot of people ask, they say masters. I, I understand the concept of Ascended Masters, mm-hmm. but what's a retreat? Yeah. Okay, besides the thing where you go somewhere and, you know, and, and do plans for, you know, for the next right. business year. <laughs> um, I wanted to give you a quick excerpt, very short, about what retreats are, the purposes of the retreats of the Ascended Masters. And this is from the book, The Masters and Their Retreats. The heavenly hierarchy functions through its retreats, and the retreats of the Ascended Masters of the Great White Brotherhood serve many purposes. They are the homes of the Masters in the heaven world, the etheric body of planet Earth, the etheric plane. The Masters also use the retreats to anchor certain energies throughout the Earth on behalf of mankind. The records of past civilizations and golden ages are stored there, and perhaps most importantly, the Masters serve in their retreats as the teachers of mankind. You, know, you, you mentioned um, past golden ages and past civilizations, which kind of begs the question that um, many of the Ascended Masters have been with us for a very long time. Uh, we may recognize some of them from antiquity, uh, Melchizedek. Zarathustra, mm-hmm. for example. But on the topic of, of Ascended Masters in antiquity, we also have to understand that many of them lived and made their ascensions during the time of those Golden Age civilizations. You know, Atlantis, Lemuria, Mu. <laughs> you can talk about analyzing. Oh, yeah. It is what it is, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. And we are where we are. That's right. You know, which is to say, no matter where the Ascended Masters came from or how long ago or where they are today, we're here on Earth struggling to improve ourselves and find our way home. Well, you know, I can just imagine having that conversation in the spirit realm. It's like, well, I ascended during the uh, time of Lemuria in the oh. Golden Age. Well, I did it from Detroit today. <laughs> <laughs> right, know, that's a, which is tougher. So did Master Bragging Rights, as it were. But, I mean, you know, they, just having that concept of it doesn't, you don't have to be in a Golden Age. Mm-hmm. You can be right where you are and make those right decisions and become an Ascended Master. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and getting to know the Ascended Masters more intimately and, and, and better mm-hmm. is an absolutely indispensable key to us actually achieving that goal. I mean, we need to pattern ourselves 
after the Ascended Masters. And like we've said, the Masters are really the saints and sages of East and West, every major religious movement and philosophy who have gone before us and are showing us exactly what we need to do in order to get home. Exactly. You know, and they can show us how to remove the shackles and limitations of human thought and enter realms of spiritual freedom. You know, and once again, these are attainments that must be earned. It's hard work. And as we've said before, the Ascended Masters would never interfere with our free will. And they don't offer their guidance without you asking them. So let's learn how to ask already. <laughs> okay. But here's, a, here's an important thing. People want to know, how do we ask? And I bet you've got an answer to that question. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> it's really a very simple topic. I mean, if we desire healing, for example, we can call to one of the masters associated with healing, mm -hmm. Hilarion mm -hmm. or Mother Mary, and ask them uh, to intercede mm -hmm. on our behalf. You know, beloved Hilarion, heal my body yeah. of all of the mm -hmm. things that are wrong with it. And you keep making that call. If you need protection, who do you call? Archangel Michael. Absolutely. <laughs> so a little pop quiz here. Okay. Who do we make calls to when we want say, more abundance. You mentioned her earlier, Fortuna, goddess of supply. And how about uh, if we want to know what God's will is for us? Well, it could be any number of masters, uh, El Moria, Estrella. Mm -hmm. God, vision and discernment to see through situations that seem to be kind of indistinct and cloudy. Uh, Cyclopeia. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I'm sure our listeners get to the point. You know, there are many masters who have achieved this particular mastery that they're known for in a particular area. Mm -hmm. And we can appeal to those masters and call on that, that wonderful attainment that they have to help us and sponsor us on our path. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about sponsorship. Um, you know, last week we mentioned the fact that St. Germain is the sponsor of America. But did you know that you also have a sponsoring master? Yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> when, when you heard us mention a name earlier like Archangel Michael or Mother Mary or El Moria, you might have felt a little stir of recognition. Yeah. Like, oh, this is a master that I, I like those qualities. I know this one. And that was one of the wonderful things for me going through the masters and their retreats and realizing that the, the, uh, the qualities that I was admiring in these ascended masters I could one day be known mm -hmm, for. Mm -hmm. You know, people often recognize that one or more of the masters uh, are they're associated with when they hear their names yep. or when they read their biographies. So it's very possible that you have served with a particular master in a past life. And perhaps through numerous lives. You know, they know us and we know them. Yeah, they're our friends, our brothers and sisters, our mentors and teachers. And if we will accept their help, they will nudge us when nudging is needed. They can warn us if we're listening when we're in danger. They can come to our aid should we need help. And you know that still small voice, the nudge, things <laughs> like that. If you yeah. continue to ask for, for God's will in your life, sometimes you need a whack. <laughs> or <laughs> we more, don't listen. more than one. Yeah, we yeah. don't listen sometimes. So it's important if you can make the calls to listen. And, you know, because they actually see us, they see the total us, every, everything that we are, mm -hmm. our higher, our Christ selves, you know, even our lower form, they really do love us for who we truly are. Not this, this set of mm -hmm. bones and skin that we are, you know, in the physical world. They really want us to experience the freedom to be aware of that infinity yep. of God like you said last week. without all that limited, you know, the interference of the human mind and reason and all that other stuff. Yeah, and if we we're to regain a sense of the true freedom that is our birthright, our experience of the ascended masters may well require a leap of faith. You know, for some this is easy. Mm -hmm. You know, even for others it may take some wrestling with the human mind and reason to overcome doubts and achieve belief. Well, whatever it takes, we're definitely not alone. Which is the point. <laughs> for more on the ascended masters, let's listen to an excerpt from Keys to the Kingdom. Read by Terry Kennedy. Beings of Light in the Realms of Heaven Many people who have been through a near-death experience speak of meeting wondrous beings of light while on the other side. 
Although some, such as Jesus, were easily identified, others did not reveal their name but simply flowed with love, compassion, teaching, and guidance. Who are these masterful beings? Let us take a look inside the heaven world to gain some insight. The Ascended Masters Many of those you might meet in the heaven world are known as Ascended Masters. The Ascended Masters are our elder brothers and sisters on the spiritual path. They have graduated from Earth's schoolroom and returned to God. From the heaven realm, they guide and teach mankind. Many of these Masters are familiar to us, having walked among us through the ages. Others may be unknown to our outer mind. Since the dawn of time, these masterful beings have emerged from all races and nationalities, from all walks of life, and all religions. Some of them are ancient beings of light, and their names have long ago become secondary to the flames they bear. Whatever their origin in the vastness of our Father's universe, they all have something in common. They have balanced their misuse of God's energy, karma, accomplished their unique mission on earth, and ascended back to the heart of God. One and all, they share a common light. These beloved ones form a part of the brotherhood of spiritual beings and angelic hosts known in heaven and on earth as the Great White Brotherhood. White refers not to race or nationality, but to the white light that surrounds the immortals. The Great White Brotherhood is a spiritual order of saints and adepts of every race, culture, and religion. These masters have transcended the cycles of karma and rebirth and reunited with the spirit of the living God. They are spoken of in Revelation 7 as the great multitude of saints clothed with white robes who stand before the throne of God. Among these saints are such well-known adepts as Gautama Buddha, Maitreya, Jesus Christ, Saint Michael the Archangel, Zarathustra, Moses, Melchizedek, Mother Mary, Teresa of Avila, Saint Francis, Saint Germain, Padre Pio, and El Moria, to name just a few. Among their ranks are also unnumbered and unnamed loving hearts, servants of humanity who have returned home and are a part of the living God forevermore. The Ascended Masters are very much concerned with the evolutions of Earth and the progress of the light in every area of human endeavor. Often working behind the scenes in the spiritual realm, the Masters serve side by side with earnest seekers and public servants of every race, religion, and walk of life to assist humanity in their forward evolution. The Ascended Masters are teachers of mankind. They take a loving, personal interest in their students and often intercede in their lives in many ways, both seen and unseen. They teach the path of overcoming victory where the soul can walk the earth with self-mastery, follow in the footsteps of Jesus or Buddha or other great lights, and return to the heaven world at the conclusion of a lifetime of service. This is the path of personal Christhood, whereby each one can find the way of overcoming. This path is well marked by the footsteps of those who have gone before, and there are guides who can assist you in the steps that you need to take. They can point out the pitfalls and point out the easier way through the rough terrain. They have ropes and tools to assist you in the upward climb, and in the difficult places they offer a helping hand up and over the precipice. The guides cannot make the climb to the top of the mountain for you, but they are there to assist you in any way they can. Having once walked where we now walk, 
the masters are well qualified to teach us. And even as they teach mankind, they are students of other masters who are above them in the great chain of being, the heavenly hierarchy. (laughs) The path of discipleship continues in the heaven world and is a model for the student-teacher, master-disciple relationship on earth. When we return, we'll hear an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet entitled The Ascended Masters. Don't go away. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Welcome back. In the following interview entitled The Ascended Masters, Elizabeth Clare Prophet will share details about these remarkable masters and their dedication to our soul's liberation and ultimate freedom. One of the things that we've talked about a great deal are the Ascended Masters. So who are the Ascended Masters? Well, I always like to say that the Ascended Masters are people like you and me. In fact, they are sons and daughters of God who have realized that they are joint heirs with the Christ. And they have determined to master life, to pursue God with a passion through their sacred labor, and to reunite with him at the conclusion of a lifetime that represents the culmination of many lifetimes of working out their karma and their dharma on earth. The Ascended Masters, then, are simply people like you and me 
who have re-entered into the consciousness of God. Now they are part of the Lord's hosts, the ascended hosts or the saints in heaven, and they are the very hovering presence, the living spirit of God who minister unto the children of God on earth. You mean they actually communicate directly with people on our plane? The Ascended Masters have been communicating with mankind for thousands of years. The prophets of Israel said that the word of the Lord came unto them, saying, and then they have delivered their prophecies. The Lord God whom they described was a personification of the Great Spirit, an individualized presence which appeared to them. In fact, there are many descriptions in Old and New Testament of those who came in white raiment, those who were angelic presences who came with messages and warnings at certain crucial moments in the history of the people of Israel. We find then that the appearance of the Ascended Masters is not new, but the term Ascended Master is new, and it is something we need to understand as we enter the Aquarian Age. Of course, the term is self-explanatory. Master is one who has the full faculties of being, who has mastered, perhaps, one area of human endeavor. But in this sense, we are speaking of the master as the master teacher and the master of life. An ascended master is one who has reunited with the God flame, who has accelerated consciousness, and who is free from the round of rebirth, who does not continue to incarnate in the flesh and blood form. Hence the term ascended master. Now we've all heard of masters from the East, the masters of India, and we would call them unascended masters because they are teachers who have mastered the energies of life and yet they are still in embodiment. If someone has mastered time and space and has mastered the need to operate on this plane, why should he come back and bother with us? Well, this is the meaning of love. It is the meaning of the love of all of the great ones who have come to earth. It is that in overcoming, they cannot bear to simply leave their brothers and sisters without an understanding of that path. So the Ascended Masters are the benevolent ones, the compassionate ones, who remain hovering with this sphere, this planetary home, to show us the way out. And their communication has been very real to me over a period of about 20 years. I began feeling the presence of the Ascended Masters in childhood and in my teenage years, and finally I saw the Master El Moria who appeared to me when I was in college at Boston University. He came to me in answer to my calls of many years in which I told God that I wanted to be of service in communicating his teaching to the children of God. And so El Moria, who was embodied as St. Thomas More, came and told me that I must be trained to be a messenger so that I could set forth the teachings. So I began my training under Mark Prophet, who I later married, and I was able then to receive the dictations, the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Mark and I have set forth these teachings in many books, publications, and on tape recordings. And essentially, they do provide that synthesis of the world's religions that I knew as a child I had come to do. 
This work continues now as we have our Summit University where we are training people of all ages in these teachings of the Ascended Masters. It's a very rewarding work because it always leads the individual back to the real self, the inner self, and that is the point of beginning for our life's work and fulfillment. So the Ascended Masters, you're saying, are doing the same thing today with you that they once did for uh, the prophets and the Bible and so forth. This is true, and of course, I am not exclusive. There are others who have heard the word of the Lord, and we have the prophecy of Joel that in the last days it would come that the Spirit of God would be poured out and that there would be the dreaming of the dreams and the, the hearing of that word and the pouring out of that spirit upon all flesh would be that moment when the people of God on earth would realize the very personal presence of the Lord's hosts. And so you see this in the charismatic movement today in the Protestant and the Catholic churches. People are waiting upon the word of the Lord. They are calling upon that spirit and many are hearing and many lives are being transformed by it. What you're saying is really amazing and fantastic, and I guess the big question is, how does somebody know that what you're saying is true? How does one understand? There's only one way, and that is the formula which Jesus gave us. He said, by their fruits you shall know them. He told us there would be false Christs and false prophets. Hence, if there are to be false Christs and false prophets, we may induce that there would be true Christs and true prophets. And the coming of the Christ is the coming of the anointed one. This is the meaning of the word Christ. It means a son of God anointed with the Christ consciousness or with the light of the word or the second person of the Trinity. Those who come in the spirit of prophecy come with the Holy Spirit. And so there are some endowed as prophets, some endowed as Christs, and then there are those who are not a part of that dispensation, but who enter into practices of black magic and witchcraft, and these become the false Christs and the false prophets. The children of God must test or try the spirits to see whether they are of God. And the trying of the spirits means the testing of the vibration, the testing of the very foundations of truth. And this we must do through quiet communion and meditation and the calling upon the name of the Lord I am that I am to give us the proof that the word that we are speaking is real. In other words, it's possible for anyone to decide whether or not your experience is real just by listening to you. Yes, because we all have God living within us. And the flame of God gives to us that consciousness whereby we can determine light and darkness. Frequently you give live dictations and Sunday services, and you have produced several books by dictation who have, uh, that have been written through you. I wonder if you could tell us what happens during a dictation. Does the Master speak through you? Is he, is he present at the time? Does he inspire you? Or what is the nature of this experience? I've been called a messenger by the Amasters who have used me for this purpose. And the office of a messenger is something that comes by the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so does the gift of prophecy come. It is a grace, it is an endowment, 
It is something that one achieves by walking with God until God calls that one to speak to his people. And so during a dictation, it is the acceleration or the elevation of my consciousness so that that consciousness can mesh with the consciousness of an ascended master. And the moment of the meshing is, is an experience of my higher consciousness, which I visualize as a sphere, actually meshing with the sphere of the ascended master. And in that moment, then, there is the release of the word and the use of my voice, my physical vehicles, as the instrument for the bringing forth of this teaching. Are you doing the talking, or is the Master doing the talking at this time? Well, I am very much a part of a real experience in the presence of the Master. It's like being inside someone's mind. The mind of the Master is cogitating through my mind, and he is speaking through my mouth. However, I am not in a trance, and I am in full awareness of my full faculties of the Christ mind. This is quite different than I gather from what is uh, normally referred to as uh, psychic uh, involvement. Well, the psychic channeling that is brought forth many times in trance comes through the subconscious mind where the individual is not in the presence of his own Christ mind, and yet his vehicles are used by discarnates, disembodied spirits, uh, to convey such messages as we are familiar with from the departed through the spiritualist movement. Now, this may have its place for those who desire it, but as I stand as a messenger for the Ascended Masters, this is not permitted. I would lose the gift of the messengership and of prophecy were I to engage in any form of intercourse with the departed. And it is the absolute insistence of the Ascended Masters that their disciples, and I consider myself a disciple of the Ascended Masters, um, they insist that the, the disciple is always in the full use of his faculties when he is in communion with God retaining his own reason and judgment and self-discipline. So there is no point at which your own faculties are suspended. You're always completely in command of your own uh, faculties when this sort of thing is happening. That's correct. And, of course, there are different methods which the great ones use to convey their concepts. Uh, sometimes uh, taking a dictation is like reading a ticker tape coming across Times Square. It simply is letters of living fire which can be read and repeated. Uh, that is only one form of giving a dictation. Uh, the meshing of the master's consciousness with the individual's consciousness uh, has been uh, referred to uh, in regards to the Pope. When they say that the Pope speaks ex cathedra, this means out of the mouth of God. It means that God is speaking through the Pope without any opportunity for the Pope to intrude his own preferences or prejudices, and therefore the word that comes forth under those conditions is accepted as absolute and infallible. In other words, when you speak during a dictation, what you're saying is infallible. Well, I wouldn't say that it is infallible, because I think that's a very dangerous uh, conclusion to draw, but I would say that there is uh, less opportunity for error than there would normally be in, in the course of my giving forth teachings.
Up next, our weekly visit and question and answer with Sid Bennett. Please stay with us. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God. And as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about the show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to the Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. We are back, and joining us once again is our friend Sydney Bennett. Hello, Sydney. Hello, gentlemen. Hi, Sydney. Um, you know, this topic of the Ascended Masters is uh, really, you know, so deep and rich, it's hard to know where to begin. But I think maybe one place would be, how do we know that the Ascended Masters are really real and with us? Well, Tom, I think that's a very much an individual experience. I know when I first studied the teachings of the Ascended Masters, I started with Jesus because Jesus was so important in my life. I knew that that it wasn't an issue for me to, to have Jesus as a master. And I used Jesus as the filter for everyone else that I encountered in this grand journey of, of the ascended realm and everyone that occupies it. But even beyond that, I think it was logic dictates that you aren't just a, you know, one or two or one being in heaven that's great light, but there are many, many. And where do we go? I mean, obviously, there's many people in heaven besides uh, Jesus. What do they do? What do they look like? And it made so much sense to me from a logical point of view that the masters had different tasks and roles and things that they did. And also it appealed to me that there was a future for me as an individual. But I think that 
going back to your question is, we have to ask, and you have to ask God to show you, ask Jesus to show you. And as you're doing this, remember also to challenge the spirits. We know there are mm-hmm. false spirits out there, as Mrs. Proper right. referred to. And if you always challenge it in the name of Jesus, that's what I did, mm-hmm. then uh, no true disciple of God and of the Brotherhood and Ascended Masters will have a problem with that. Those that are not, of course, will be forced to flee. But it's the trusting in God and taking it one step at a time and asking that for confirmation. And I think as Jesus once said to us, my sheep know my voice. Mm -hmm. And you feel the vibration and the light. And that's the confirmation that we can all have if we ask for it. You know, I think we have a a tendency to compare. I think it's a, a human failing in some respects. But I'm sure that there are people listening who wonder, is Jesus just another ascended master or is he somehow special? I mean, in the hierarchy of ascended masters, do other masters accord Jesus a special place? Absolutely. Jesus is the savior of the planet. Mm-hmm. And not every, every planet or every place where God has placed people has a savior. Mm-hmm. He will always be, for me, even if I, by God's grace, become an ascended master, my savior. And so that role will never be diminished. But that doesn't mean there isn't room for heaven for other great Christed ones and beings of light. Jesus doesn't have to do it all. There's others that can help him and work with him. So he doesn't lose anything. We're just adding to him. Thank you. You, you know, one of, the, one of the things that was really important to me was coming up with a way to explain to somebody what an Ascended Master was. And I've related before in, in different areas uh, the set of analogies that helped me a lot with my father. My father, after 25 years of being aware of the teachings, turned to me one day and said, so can you explain this whole Ascended Master thing to me? And I looked at him. We were watching a golf game, which is a really good clue for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I said, I said, well, Pop, you know, you, you, you play the same course over and over, don't you? And he said, yeah. And I said, why do you do that? And he said, to get better at it. I said, okay, well, that, um, golf is, is life. And you go over and over. And I said, and, uh, you know, when you get to a certain point, uh, what can you do? And he said, well, you might become a club pro. And I said, what's the goal of that? And long silence. And he said, help other people get better. And I said, right. So karma, reincarnation, golf, the game of life, over and over, get better at it. Sooner or later, you become a club pro, an ascended master, a saint, and you can help other people do the same thing. He said, why didn't somebody explain this to me? in a way that I can understand it 25 years ago. And it's like, well, I said, maybe you weren't ready yet. But that, that, that ability to let somebody know in their own terms what an ascended master was, was a huge gift for me. And he passed away the year after that. So I can only hope that that was a way of helping him. Mm-hmm. We know that's absolutely true. And I think I want to just make one clarification here, is that we talk about ascended master names, and I think you mentioned Fortuna, Goddess of Supply. And, you know, I'm concerned that some people might freak it out and say, this sounds like ancient Greece or something, you know, <laughs> and the, the Parthenon of, of gods and goddesses. But there is one God, mm-hmm. the creator of all. There is one Christ. But we have the opportunity to, to embody that Christ. And so... There can be many Christs, even though there is only one Son of God. And I think this is an important concept. And you hear the terms, even some of the names of the Ascended Masters might be a little confusing. But when we talk about goddess or God this or God that, Mm -hmm. it's a manifestation of a God quality that that soul is embodied in the Ascended realm. So don't be turned off by that. It's just just another way of recognizing and understanding a certain attainment. But there is one God Mm -hmm. and one Christ. Yeah. Thanks for that clarification. Yeah. You know, the Ascended Masters have, as we say, graduated from the schoolroom, the challenges and all the rigors and everything else of Earth. They've made it. They've ascended. So what do they gain by remaining so close to the darkness and pain of Earth that they, I, I'm sure they're thankful, have left behind? Well, that's a good question. And, you know, we have free will on Earth. The Ascended Masters have free will. Mm-hmm. When you make your ascension, 
you can do whatever you want in cosmos. You can go into nirvana and withdraw. You can go off and create other worlds. You can do anything you want. So why would these beings of light choose to linger with Earth with all the issues, the challenges, the darkness that is here? Mm -hmm. And the answer very simply is love. Mm -hmm. It's love for us and the precious people of light on this planet and the knowledge that if someone doesn't intercede, doesn't help, that many will be lost. And that's the reason the masters are here. They're working with us. They sponsor us. They take risks for us. They take losses for us sometimes. Mm -hmm. But it's only out of love that they are here. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. You know, since many of the Ascended Masters have freely chosen, as you say, to sponsor our life streams and help us to make that transition to the Ascended Realm, what can we do for them? I mean, aside from ascending, of course, I mean, what can we do to express our gratitude? Well, we can live the life that God wants us to lead and pursue the will of God. Why do the Masters sponsor us? Because they realize because of our karma, we are not able to even be aware of certain things in our lives and, and certain things that we need to make progress. And so we need sponsorship to be able to even learn about the teachings of the Ascended Masters because our karma would preclude it otherwise. But there's a risk there. If the Ascended Masters sponsor us and we gain this great knowledge and we either turn our backs on it or misuse it, then in fact they will lose an increment of light that they have that could help someone else. And so there's a risk for them, wow. even as there's a risk for us. And they, even though God is limitless, the individual masters only have a certain allocation based on their own attainment and growth that they can use um, to help others. It's amazing to think of that in terms of a, of a risk factor, even though they are in a place where they don't have to ever come back. I mean, they, they've made it, they're there, but yet they still have this incremental risk if they choose by their own free will. They can lose certain attainments they have. If wow. they sponsor individuals mm -hmm. or organizations or peoples or countries, and that energy is misused, then the master actually gets the karma for that. And much as you go to a bank, and if, if you don't, don't pay the loan back, you forfeit the collateral, many times the masters will put up light as collateral for something or someone, and if that's misused, they'll lose that light. Wow. And it's, a, it's such an interesting thing to think about, you know, an ascended master having to be benched or set aside. You know, it's like, okay, you know, this last investment in light, it didn't turn out. So now you, you need to take a break. And, you know, it's very interesting to think about this in terms of, of uh, making an investment in people in earth with your light and your energy as an ascended master and hoping that it, you know, that it turns out right. Absolutely. And, and getting back to your original question was, what can we do for the masters? Mm -hmm. Pursue God, respect the light, and, and as we understand it, to serve and to put forward the, the teachings of God on this planet. And I want to just mention about Jesus. The concept of Jesus as Savior in the sense that he saved us for these past 2,000 years to be able to make progress and grow. And he's held the balance of our karma. Now is the time for us to take that accountability for it so that he can help others. And so that's the... Be, we're asked to be mature sons and daughters of God, take accountability for our karma, our life streams, and use this light and the sponsorship to move forward. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you for that. Um, you know, I'm reminded of something that uh, we've talked about. In fact, Sid, you've asked, uh, this, um, answered this question, I think, before, having to do with um, the ascension and the fact that to ascend is not, re you are not required to balance 100% of your karma. So the question would be, do ascended masters have remaining karma of their own uh, to balance, even though they've ascended? Absolutely. And um, prior to the, uh, the 20th century, it did require 100% of your karma to balance to ascend. Mm -hmm. But the heavenly hierarchs, what's called the Great Karmic Board, saw that very few people were making it. So they allowed a person to make their ascension after balancing 51% of their karma and fulfilling their divine plan. 
but the remaining karma still had to be balanced, mm -hmm. but from the ascended realm. Mm -hmm. And we've been told over and over again, it's much harder to balance karma from there than it is from the earth. So everything we can do oh. on planet earth when we're in physical embodiment to balance karma will be, will be money in the bank as we <laughs> go forward in our path. Money in the bank. That's right. Well, we've got to take a break, but please don't go away. When we return, we're going to continue our discussion of the ascended masters and the related topics. Let's The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God. And as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Now there's a new destination for video content. VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Hey, once again, for joining us for our final segment, we're here with more discussion with Sidney Bennett on the subject of the Ascended Masters. Um, but we actually had a question from last week that we wanted to kind That's of right. carry over with here. It's a pretty simple question, I think, but we'll ask uh, Sydney <laughs> anyway. At what age do children have their karma return? Well, typically at the age of 12 is when karma first to manifest itself in the physical for children. In other words, the idea is that a child has 12 years, once around what we call the cosmic clock, to be able to prepare physically, mentally, emotionally, and hopefully spiritually for that return of, return of karma. Mm -hmm. And then it comes in daily increments like it comes to all of us. However, in some cases, 
children, souls will choose at inner levels before they embody to take that karma upon them before the age of 12. Why does a young child get cancer? Mm. Why does a, mm -hmm. a young child die suddenly or is killed in an accident? Well, what happens in many cases is that soul will actually ask uh, the lords that, that control the deliverance of karma, the lords of karma, to receive their karma at an earlier age because they're so anxious to balance that karma and to get on with their soul evolution. Mm -hmm. Now, there's another category in this, and that is souls that have great attainment and great light and choose to take karma, world karma upon themselves, even as a child. And so you may have a child that's born with Down syndrome. And of course, nowadays they're, they're screening people and so forth if, mm -hmm. if you want to have that kind of soul. And what people don't realize is that a Down syndrome child or one that's born with other defects may be taking on their own karma that they want to balance in an accelerated way, mm -hmm. or they may be taking on world karma to help others because their love is so great. Wow. And that's why the care of these precious children is so important. Wow. Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> go back to the Ascended Masters, our main topic. We've said that these, you know, the, the saints and sages of East and West have come through all of the major religions and philosophies. Uh, can, can we have new Ascended Masters come through those particular areas? Uh, or has something changed to make this more difficult or, or even impossible? Well, of course, an Ascended Master can come from anywhere. Um, however, you have to look at some of the dogma and teachings of the established world religions that would tend to, that don't include the teachings on number one, you can become an ascended master, and number two, that you are meant to follow in the footsteps of Jesus and not just worship him. Mm -hmm. And so unless a soul had those teachings, it's very difficult to, to be on the path. And of course, that's why the sponsorship of the ascended masters have come forth and the teaching we receive are so crucial because we must have the knowledge of this path mm -hmm. because if we don't understand how it works and what we need to do, how we can balance our karma, it's very difficult to make it. Although people have had such great love, they have made it without the violet flame, but it's much, much more difficult. And that's why we have these teachings today so that we know the score and know the way, know the path, and that we have the tools to make it happen. You know, on that subject of, uh, uh, quote, new, um, unquote, ascended masters coming through, say, uh, well, the Catholic Church, for example, when a person going who has made the transition is accorded sainthood uh, through the Catholic program of you know developing sainthood or, or or vetting it, if you will, is it safe to assume that that person may all also be considered an ascended master? Well, um, it's a human process that makes the ascent that makes the saints in the Catholic Church, mm -hmm. and so it's subject to error. And it obviously many of the saints of the Catholic Church are ascended masters, but not all of them. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it's very important that we look at individual ones and vibrations and so forth uh, to truly understand who is an ascended master and who is still a soul that's evolving on the path. Mm -hmm. Thank you. you know, uh, I had some of those same questions uh, as, a, as a kid in parochial school, mm -hmm. and my divinity teacher was most often cranky with me <laughs> for asking some of these questions, but I, I asked about that one time. I said, how do, how, do, you know, how do they know? And he actually gave me an answer that helped me a great deal with a lot of other things. He said, you know, you can always pray to the, the God part of someone. He said, if you're not sure if somebody is, you know, a, a saint or whatever like that, right. he says, you just pray to God as shown through that person. And it was a great lesson for me because it, it was like, Okay, I don't necessarily know. Not everybody necessarily can, mm -hmm. can tell you outside of the, the prophet relationship or what guru-chila relationship, but you can always pray for the God qualities of somebody. And, and I also want to point out that, you know, uh, an ascended master, uh, you know, has different levels of attainment. You know, the stars mm -hmm. differ in glory. And so that obviously uh, someone that's made their ascension in the past year 
would not be in the same place as someone that made their ascension tens of thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. or of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I remember a wonderful teaching by one of the Lady Ascended Masters, where she said, thousands of years ago, we were all together in the temple in Atlantis. And there came a point of decision on whether we were going to pursue an outer life and an outer career or stay with the spiritual. And she said, I chose the spiritual, you chose the outer. I've been an ascended lady master for a thousand years, and you're still on the path. So it's time we make the right choice. Let that be a lesson to you. (laughs) Well, you know, um, despite where the ascended masters may have originally come from, um, I I think it's safe to assume that they all uh, share a harmony of belief in the ascended realm. But I'm wondering... Can there be issues upon which ascended master opinion might be somewhat divided or varied? Uh, for example, do all ascended masters agree with sponsoring the earth and their inhabitants? Or do we see some of our rope perhaps uh, paying out here? Well, I think this is an important concept. The masters have personalities, just like you and I do, mm-hmm. and different perspectives, different experiences through their many of their embodiments. Mm-hmm. And they do have different opinions. And the, the sponsoring organizations of this planet and this earth that overshadow us, they have discussions, they have meetings on who to sponsor, what to do. And, you know, even though they're all ascended masters, they still are different parts of God and have different part perspectives. And so in detail, yes, there are many concerned that the earth is gone to the point of perhaps even no return. And so do you continue to invest light and sponsorship on this planet? And others are saying there are so many precious souls of people on this planet. We cannot leave them. We must support Mm -hmm. them, even if there's a risk to us. And so it's an ongoing dialogue, um, so to speak. And we can influence that by what we do. The more light, the more love we garner and hold, the more practicing of the science of spoken word, the violet flame, it opens the doors for other sponsorship, other support, and other masters Mm -hmm. who may have been holding back and saying, I'm going to take a wait and see attitude on planet Earth and see if the people really respond. Because what we do makes a difference. And I think that is what is so different from the traditional Christian teachings, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, um, <laughs> that type of thing. What you do, what I do today and every day makes a difference on the future of this planet. And that's why it's so crucial that we take the time and the opportunity and the prayer to find out what is the truth, what do I need to do, is this the path for me, and I'm ready to help this planet. Because you look around you, and there are so many precious souls of light on this planet. You can see them everywhere you go, and they don't have the truth, they don't have the teachings. And so we have to pray for them and do that we can mm-hmm. so that this platform of evolution will continue to exist, and people can learn and gain their mastery and become a Christ. Wow. You know, that is so powerful. One of the things that, you know, and we've talked about this before, having having children at a particular age, is they ask those questions like, you know, why does such and such and so and so act this way, et cetera. And the concept of praying for one's one's friends and associates and even people that you don't know is it's it's incredibly powerful to see the child in that very, you know, clear bell-like voice say, dear God, please help everybody else who has a misbehaving brother. <laughs> you know, you know. There, there's angels that only answer the prayers of children, yeah. and they're taken yeah. right to the throne of the Father. Very precious. You know, uh, and, and not in a selfish way, but certainly in a personal way, Sid, is there, you mentioned uh, basically that you had patterned on Jesus, and that was, that was the way that you were able to come to the Ascended Masters. Is it a good idea for us to go and, you know, I mean, look at the various Ascended Masters and their biographies and try to identify which one Absolutely. is really Absolutely. Learn about them. Read about mm-hmm. them. What they have to say. And ask God or Jesus to show you what is the truth, what is the light, and what can I learn here? You have to have an open heart. Um, to mm-hmm. be able to be given new teachings. You can't be closed up. Wow. Good advice. 
Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this discussion today. Uh, again, Sydney, as always, thank you for your wisdom and insight. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. And please join us again next week when our topic will be angels. Oh, you mean like guardian angels? Uh, guardian angels, archangels, seraphim, cherubim, even fallen angels. Oh, that sounds like the title of a book. <laughs> it's coming up. I can't no. wait for that one. That's going to be great. In the meantime, remember... Though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out of this world. Thank you all. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.